Graver Group's podcast series, Talk Retail to Me, where we offer insights and realistic advice from experts in the retail and consumer brands industries. If you're new to Parker Avery and this podcast, we are a leading retail and consumer goods consulting firm with over 600 years of collective experience, both as consultants as well as leadership positions in the industry. Our firm uniquely combines deep industry experience with consulting expertise and world-class talent to deliver meaningful results. Our approach allows us to build successful, long-term relationships with some of the most recognizable retail and consumer brands in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the Park Ravery Group, we invite you to visit parkravery.com. Hi there, this is Trisha Gustin. This week, I'm excited to be talking about Parker Avery's latest offering, Demand Intelligence. Demand Intelligence is a software-as-a-service demand planning platform that's not only powered by the latest in advanced analytics and artificial intelligence, but it's driven by deep retail and CPG industry expertise. One of the unique things about Demand Intelligence is that its development was informed with input from several global retail and CPG executives. This is so that it not only incorporates industry best practices, but the guiding light was to solve real business challenges. Outside of the deep science and math, Demand Intelligence is a workflow-guided solution with a very intuitive and user-friendly interface. What's more, Demand Intelligence can be implemented in a matter of weeks, not months. We wanted to give you a first-hand encounter of why Demand Intelligence is different from so many advanced analytics platforms on the market. So this week, joining the discussion is our Chief Analytics Officer, Sam Iosevich, along with partner Amanda Astrologo and Principal Marty Anderson. Good afternoon, all. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I am really excited to talk about Demand Intelligence. We've seen so much interest leading up to the launch. And now it seems like the floodgates are really wide open. Yeah, I I think you're right, Trisha. From a demand intelligence analytics standpoint, I think the market is definitely um, continuing to mature. I think people are very interested on how do they, you know, adapt more quickly to changing trends just coming out of the pandemic. How do they ease some burdens on their teams as far as making things a little bit more automated versus manual interactions? So I definitely think that you're exactly right. I think the continuation of you know interest in this space is uh, something that will continue and even pick up some more steam as we head into 2022. This, this is something that's been actually 20 years in, uh, in the making. So a, a lot of the people that have been working on demand intelligence have actually been thinking about what we call a unified demand signal for for 20 years. The, this the solution grew up in um, in the retail space, and actually it started out in, in grocery and CPG. Um, and I'm excited uh, to see where it is where it is today. So basically, what we have done we we, we have uh, united the organization around one demand signal. Um, and given them access to the data and the way that they want to see it for their specific function. So, you know, if you think about if you think about the way that, let's say, planning wants to see a demand signal, it's going to be very different than what finance wants to see. Very different than what you would use it for fulfillment or for uh, labor or uh, for other purposes. And the idea is that you still want that one demand signal where you're not planning to one pricing to another fulfilling to the third. But giving each one of those functions 
uh, the units of measure, the, the time horizon, the aggregation in a way that uh, makes sense for them, okay? But is reconciled across, uh, across the organization. Um, and what, what else is interesting is that each one of these functions pulls different levers. So there's different things that pricing can do versus, versus fulfillment, right? So one can actually affect the, the, uh, the, the price. Uh, FP&A is going to look at uh, overall gross margin. Each one of these functions has different levers to pull. And each, you know, each time that one of these functions pulls a lever, it has an effect on everybody else in the organization. Now, if they're planning to a different signal or when they pull that lever, you know, everyone else does not see the effect, it takes longer to respond uh, to initiatives. So what we have done is by unifying the signal and by giving everyone access to, to their data in their own way of looking at it, their own way of looking at it, and, and allowing them to pull these levers. They can pull these levers, everyone can see the effect, and the response times come way down in, in, in terms of acting on, on initiatives. So it truly is an exciting proposition for the market. And I think to, to tag on to what Amanda and Sam said, I, I think that's why right now you're seeing such a drive into analytics, even for those who have been playing in this space and testing it out, like Sam said, for the last go around, there's been a push for better analytics in addition to you know getting analytics. I think the pandemic has driven a lot of uncertainty, a lot of volatility into the marketplace, as well into all of these adjacent departments. Typically where we saw the biggest interest in demand planning was in you know merchandise financial planning and merchandising, and now supply chains are really getting taxed with all the volatility. Trends are changing daily, weekly, things are going up and down. And sideways and organizations are being asked to be more accurate, uh, more agile, especially in, in supply chain and finance, like Sam was saying. And so to get all those things connected in an accurate way is really important more so than ever before right now. And people are really feeling that stress and it's put a lot of urgency on, on different businesses. And it's the, the accuracy, yes, and, and Marty, to your point, the agility. So the idea, if you sense a trend, right, if you act on it two months later, well, it's too late, the trends have changed. Mm -hmm. So now that response time has, half, has to come, come way down. And that response time is involves all the functions of, of, of an organization. So you have an initiative that involves planning, pricing, fulfillment, labor, all of it. And so all of those different functional areas need to be connected to the signal. And as trends change, they all have to get aligned very quickly and uh, be able to react to that change. And that's exactly what demand intelligence allows you to do. I think Parker Avery is well suited to, to be able to take such a offering to the market because we really understand all of these different functional areas. What you have is a group of individuals who serve as executives across all of those different areas, right? And across multiple organizations. Uh, many of our folks have spent a lot more time in within within the retail and CPG space than they'll ever spend in consulting, right? So it gives us any unique visibility or unique understanding of each one of those areas, which I think uh, comes through in the offering. Sam, I, I mean, just to piggyback onto that, I think you're exactly right. I mean, this could be a pretty big dynamic shift for a lot of organizations and having cross-functional and having those conversations. So depending on how mature an organization is or how robust an SNOP process is or an open-to-buy process is, that may be, that's the linchpin to having the collaboration across the house. So 
from a skill set perspective, you know, we're in a unique situation where we know what those conversations should be and how do you link the the analytics and the forecasts with that and be able to help break down the silos and understand what that change in process truly means and how it's going to impact. Because this there's one thing to, you know, have a forecast and it's unified across the organization. It's another thing to make sure your organization is set up appropriately to handle it. And that may mean changes across that part of the house, right? So I think it is an interesting offering. It's not just, you know, talking about a software or a solution. It's allowing us to really take a look at the processes and break down the walls and make sure that how that all interacts within the organization is set up for success. So it is, it is a combination of, of, of really the, uh, not only the analytics, and I'd be remiss if I didn't go into the analytics some, where, where look, we've been at it for 20 years, and, and, and in terms of being at it for 20 years, we're talking about PhD mathematicians, statisticians, and computer scientists. We truly believe we truly believe we have the best analytics in the industry right now, and just in terms of the people that are working with it, just the uh, dozens of years of experience among these, these these PhDs who truly understand the not only the mathematics, computer science, statistics go into this, but the grocery and the retail and CPG analytics that you know that, that they're build that they're building here. So it's uh, it's an exciting it's a certainly an exciting time for us. And on top of that. Um, you know, of course, what you have is uh, a set of, of expertise on the process and change management side. And one thing that's, that's interesting to me is how many companies have moved away from just offering the process and the change management uh, services to go along with the, the software. All of a sudden, just because uh, a particular, uh, you know, particular offering is no longer on premise but is a cloud offering, it does not uh, mean that there's that, that all of the process and the change management are not necessary to make it successful. It's just as necessary as it, as it ever was. I'm glad that as, uh, as an organization, Parker Avery uh, is very much uh, still in tune, in, in, in tune with that. Tell me about a little bit about the intuitive user interface and that differentiation between other products on the market. When we think about the unified demand signal, the thought was that Different areas are different functions within the organization are going to be using the product. And so we've designed the product in such a way to make it very easy for those organizations to collaborate, for them to see the metrics or the units of measure that make sense for them, to give them the levers that make sense for them. We understand that, yes, you're working towards one demand signal, but the way that that is surfaced is very different for, for supply chain than it is for planning. And the uh, demand intelligence was designed with that in mind. And I think that's part of the differentiator with our organization, too. Like Amanda and, and Sam were talking about earlier is it's how they consume that demand is very different. And that's one of the things that Parker Avery can bring to the table that some other pure software companies maybe don't is understanding those differentiations and processes and consumptions and be able to help you build around that. And, and of course, yes, bring in the change management, the communication to make that real for your organization and to make that change smooth for you. Um, but understanding, like Sam saying, as an example in supply chain, 
um, where that sales demand is hitting is not where supply chain needs it. That has to be kind of backed up into a delivery, understanding it in terms of cartons and what is you know cross dock or not. So really having that ability to understand how that demand signal gets translated into each one of these different associative areas is really important and being able to help guide that organization into how to to change that consumption is is really important. And I think a key differentiator to what we bring to the table. And timing, right? I mean, that's the other thing, you know, understanding the organization enough to know when the timing for some of this stuff to hit is important in, in training, whether you're talking about a merchant or a category manager, that the decisions that they make need to be at a different timing and a different resource level for, for supply chain, right? And they get to either back it up or, understand what that is for planning and that's even more important today with a constrained supply chain and being able to keep cartons and ships and all those things that have to be planned for those are a hot commodity today so if, if you're not thinking about those far enough in advance or have the levers to know that you need to move around receipt flows to accompany some of that stuff you know those are those are things that aren't normally on the on the thought path at least prior to the pandemic I mean they were out there but not as prevalent or as important as they are today so being able to facilitate those conversations and educate across the across the house on how each lever has to be pulled and it has to be pulled in a different time frame in order to make those decisions a little bit more impactful. So I think those are definitely key decisions that are driving a lot of things today. Yeah, I think in, in the past it was seen as like a, a nice to have or we would like to have in the future. And now with all the limitations um, put on supply chain, it's a more of a must have almost. And companies are really seeing they have to up their game if they really want to be accurate, get goods in on time, and really be able to manage the demand. Yeah. So speaking of the the agility and the quickness, we, we mentioned that that you know most implementations take several months, if not you know sometimes years. But we say this can be possibly implemented in in the matter of weeks. Tell me about that quick implementation. One thing that that, that we do is we understand the data that we're working with. And so a lot of time is spent on actually staging that data. Well, what we have done is gone through the process of understanding what those filters need to be, how do we stage that data very quickly, but then also how do we work that data in an automated format? So, so there, is, there is a number of AI algorithms which allow us to aggregate that data to the right level in an automated fashion, depending on that the, the variability, how do we deal with with sparse information, how do we apply the algorithms in an automated way such that we get the best forecast accuracy with the least amount of human inter intervention. So what we are constantly looking at in every single implementation is, is how do we take, at least from an analytics standpoint, how do we take the human out of it and continue to make the process faster, automated, and more accurate? Uh, and at this point, in, in many times, we've been able to get to initial results before, and very accurate results within a matter of weeks. That's fantastic. Tell me about the external data factors that are you that are built into the demand analytics, Sam. That's becoming more and more important. So you know, a lot of that is, uh, is we, we partnered with some firms to to get us information about what is happening with you know competitor price information and competitor assortment uh, and that sort of information right so so that's been around for a little bit but also more recently if you look at covid uh what we have done is we put together a parker avery covid database 
that helps us clean up the data uh, around, around demand. And this is going to be important for some time to come. Uh, if you look at the 18 months, uh, the last 18 months around COVID, the demand patterns have been very different. Some of those demand patterns are here to stay, especially in the e-commerce side. And, and oh, by the way, having an omnichannel aware analytics platform is very important, and, and, and that, that's what we have. But cleaning that signal such that as we move out of COVID, uh, you, you, know, you can use your historical data to get proper forecast is, is very, very important. Uh, we've used everything from weather to COVID uh, to macroeconomic variables uh, to help improve forecast, as well as competitor information as well. That's going to continue to become a, it could continue to be very important as, as, as we move forward, as we, as we want to have more agile systems and be able to identify trends uh, more quickly, uh, not only with our competitors in the market, uh, but, but also the broader market and, and the impacts that it'll have on our business. It's a matter of continuing to incorporate different external factors as they're relevant to to a company's demand. Right, and, and doing that in such a way that it actually you know, makes your makes your system more agile and more accurate, right? I, I, there's a number of uh, people in the marketplace who, who can, you know, ingest any amount of data, uh, but it's using it in such a way that brings value to the organization. Uh, that's, that's certainly more difficult. So, well, that... You know, the formal product demand intelligence, you know, it's fairly new. We launched it, formally launched it at the beginning of September, but the underlying demand analytics really isn't. In fact, even prior to demand intelligence being launched, we've seen some tremendous success stories uh, with our own clients. Tell me a little bit about some implementations where, where some of our clients are already seeing some great results. Well, that's a good point. So uh, demand intelligence is really the combination of our demand analytics platform and demand planning platform. But in terms of demand analytics, that's been a stable platform that's, that's been used by multiple clients for, for some time now. And in, even in terms of a lot of our demand planning principles, that's being utilized in multiple, in multiple accounts uh, across multiple functional areas. So from planning to fulfillment to pricing. Uh, so on the pricing side, for example, uh, we have case studies where we have improved the operating profit of an organization by about 10, 10 points, right? It's, that's, that's absolutely huge. Where we have uh, improved the planning process from their existing process, giving them a more accurate signal and, and uh, where we have 50-point improvement in forecast accuracy for, for a large uh, CPG. Uh, and, and of course, as, as we know, that a, a point of forecast accuracy is worth millions of dollars to the organization. So when we're talking about a 15-point improvement, uh, it's a it's, it's a huge impact to the organization. And this is a impact that's seen you know year on year. Right? So so extremely extremely important. We've worked on the finance side to give a better overall forecast for AOP. Uh, and for, for, for strategic planning as well. So we truly have deployed this analytics platform across many of the functional areas and, and continue to, to expand the signal in our clients and uh, in, in new clients with, with tremendous results. That's awesome. How can people get more information or maybe is it possible to get a demo? Oh, absolutely. Just go to parkerdavery.com, sign up for a demo, and... Uh, we, we'd love to have a conversation. Amanda, Marty, I'll throw it off over to you guys. I would say, you know, happy to have a conversation. Like Sam said, I think this is an exciting time. I think we are in a unique 
position to, you know, whether even if you're not looking for a full-blown demand planning to take all of the pieces into play, like Sam was alluding to earlier, that there is an opportunity to, you know, just start biting off a little bit and getting some really large benefit just because of the ability that we have to get in quickly and, and generate forecasts on a, on a quick basis. So open up a conversation and you have to start somewhere. And we think from a, just from a business process perspective and the, and adding that analytical component and having those two together is, is a great feature that we can bring to the table. So, you know, this shouldn't be something, it may sound scary, but I think, you know, just jumping in and just having a conversation and getting a little bit more educated can is something we can certainly, certainly help with. Yeah, I think Amanda nailed it there. I think that's, that's the big reason to reach out to us is we can come in and help you evaluate what your needs are. Certainly if it feels scary or overwhelming, or even if you're a, a little bit smaller company and you feel like it's a lot to bite off, it's it's really not in the way that we bring it to the market and, and bring it to our clients. I think that we can help find the right interpretation of it for your organization that really fits what you're looking for, both from a price, an implementation magnitude, and certainly the value that you get out of it is going to more than pay for itself. So I, I think that's really key. I think there's going to be a lot more to come from Parker Avery and relative to demand intelligence. I feel like even though this has been in the works for decades, right now the acceptance in, in the industry has been has been tremendous and will only continue to grow as, as the competencies develop. Absolutely. Great. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. And we'll talk to you again. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. So that wraps up today's episode. We hope you found value in the content and in the discussion. If you have any questions and would like to reach out, please feel free to visit our website at parkeravery.com. We also invite you to join our conversation on LinkedIn. Just search for the Parker Avery Group.